Welcome to the Thriving in the Kingdom podcast with me, Vincent Kodongo. This is a place where you learn how to function in the kingdom of heaven with optimal fruitfulness through the application of its timeless principles. We've been speaking about the principle of the seed, and in our last uh, episode, we spoke about uh, the process that the seed has to go through uh, before it uh, attains uh, the optimal manifestation of its destiny. In today's episode, we are speaking about the environment that is required for the seed to thrive. The environment, we are speaking about the environment that the seed needs to be placed in, in order to thrive. When you think about the seed, you'll find that the, a seed requires good soil, which has uh, nutrients that are necessary for it to flourish. It requires access to water. To nourish it, it, it requires sunlight, it, it requires uh, to be away from weeds, because weeds will destroy, uh, it's, uh, uh, will interfere with its growth, uh, and it, it requires also, in some cases we find that uh, to, be, to be able to thrive, it requires manure and uh, fertilizer, uh, and you also find that uh, it also requires a competent farmer to be able to help it grow a cultivator and uh, and and other f- uh, competent farm workers to support the farmer. So you see, all these things are things that are necessary for the, the seed to, to thrive optimally. There are seeds that can be thrown in the wild and they somehow grow because they have some of these things, but to to or to manifest optimally, they need the, the all of the things that I've mentioned. So when you think about your life as a seed, you also need an environment that will facilitate you thriving, that will enhance your ability to express yourself uh, in terms of your potential at the optimal uh, level. And so we want to examine a few uh, a principle, a, a few uh, points from uh, uh, scripture. And the first is that uh, you need to be grounded in God. You need to be grounded in God, uh, or, or another way to put it, you need to be planted in the kingdom. You need to be planted in the kingdom. You need to be grounded in God, not just have superficial roots. That's the first uh, as, as, uh, nature of environment, dimension of environment you need. We're going to speak about four. So in term, when you speak about grounding in God, let's look at what the scripture says in Psalms chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. It says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does, he prospers. So you see, this is a person who uh, he has uh, like a, a seed that is away from weeds, is away from, uh, is, uh, is, is, a pastor, is a kind of person, is away from the counsel of the wicked, from the way of sinners, from the seat of mockers. And it's not only staying away from evil, he also stays uh, uh, in good, uh, in good company. <clears throat> and the, fa- the first dimension is that he's planted is planted. He's like a tree planted by the streams of water because he's planted in the word of God. He's grounded in the word of God. He meditates upon it day and night. So he's planted in the kingdom. And then <clears throat> it, that makes him uh, to be like a tree uh, 
uh, which uh, a tree which is by the streams of water, which is yielding its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever it does, it prospers. <coughs> so that that's what uh, uh, the scriptures uh, describe: somebody who's uh, grounded in God and planted in the kingdom and being nourished by God. Another illustration of the same principle is in the in the same it, it, it's in the uh, Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 5 to 8 <clears throat> it says uh, this is what the Lord says cast is the one who trusts in man who depends on flesh for his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord he will be like <clears throat> he will be like a bush in the westlands he will not see prosperity when it comes he will dwell in the parched land, in parched places of the desert, in a salt land where no one lives. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. So you see the comparison. One is one who depends upon flesh. That's not depend upon. Uh, that's depending upon man. That's what it means. Eh? And uh, it's speaking about the person will be like a bush in the wastelands. When prosperity comes, you'll not see it. It'll be like dwelling in the desert. If, but the person who, who, whose trust is in the Lord and whose confidence in the Lord is like a tree planted by the streams of water. And this person is evergreen, like a tree that is evergreen. Even in a year of drought, it has no worries. So so you need that kind of grounding huh? as a kingdom citizen, that kind of connection, that kind of uh, uh, grounding in God, grounding in the, his word, and uh, being planted in the kingdom community, kingdoms among kingdom citizens. Another <clears throat> illustration of the same principle is uh, about being grounded in God, being planted in the kingdom is Job chapter 8 verse uh, 11 to 19. It says uh, it says uh, uh, can papyrus grow tall where there is no marsh? Can reeds thrive without water while still growing uncut and un- un- uncut? They wither more quickly than grass. You see, even though they are not cut. So then it says uh such is the destiny of all who forget God. So perishes the godless, the hope of the godless. What he trusts in is fragile. What he relies on is a spider's web. He leans on his web, but it gives way. He clings to it, but it does not hold. He is like a well-watered plant in the sunshine, spreading its shoots over the garden. It entwines its roots around a pile of rocks and looks for a place among the stones but when it when it is torn from its spot that that place disowns it disowns it and says i never saw you surely it's life with us away and from the soil other plants grow so it's seeing you see it says that uh, where they when he speaks about papyrus he says that and reads when there is no marsh it will wither even if it's not an, if it's even if it's still uncut more quickly than grass in fact and it's saying uh, and then it also says that uh, uh, illustrates that uh, uh, in verse 17 that uh, 
it entwines its roots around a pile of rocks and looks for a place among the stones. But when it is torn from its spot, that place disowned it and says, I never saw you. And then he speaks about other plants growing in that dimension, in that uh, 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 same soil. You see, so that's what happens when you disconnect from God. So as a kingdom citizen, uh, the right environment for you <clears throat> is to be grounded in God, to be grounded in his word, and to be within the context of a kingdom community, the church, which is a Christ is the head. So the second <clears throat> uh, a principle uh, that relates to environment is submission to authentic authority. Submission to authentic authority. As a kingdom citizen, uh, uh, you need to be submitted to authority. The kingdom of heaven operates by the, by the principle of authority. <clears throat> so uh, the scripture say in Romans chapter 13 verse 1, it says, Everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which, is, which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against that what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. See, here it seems to have been speaking about government, but the principle applies to all contexts of, of authority. If you read the rest of the scriptures <coughs> uh, in the Bible, so like these illustrations of authorities that uh, for example if you're silly if uh, uh we see uh, 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 a submission to parents and guardians like jesus in in luke chapter 2 he submitted to his uh, mother and father uh the earthly mother and father that's joseph and uh, and mary throughout uh until he, uh, he came to the four in uh 30 years uh, after 30 uh, when he was 30 years old if you're married it means you submit to the authority of your husband because God uh, has given the authority as depicted in Ephesians chapter 5 <clears throat> and in First Peter chapter 3 uh, and in other places like Colossians chapter 3. So, <clears throat> and then for we also need to submit to spiritual authority. So you are not supposed to be independent. You shouldn't have an independent spirit <clears throat> because you are part of one body and God as the one, is the one who has instituted authority. So you need to be submitted to your pastor or uh, spiritual parents. Uh, uh, if you're a minister, you also need to be submitted to another minister who's like your pastor, you know. So whether it's apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist, you need to be submitted to the spiritual authority. You need to, and it's not. this is not about church hoping. The people who are here but are in one church and they are saying they are submitted to another, and then they are, the other ones, they also say they are submitted to that. They are moving here from there. There has to be someone to whom you are accountable, <clears throat> somebody who is uh, an authority over you and the, um, submission to a mentor uh, or submission to secondary leaders because they are the senior leaders but they have delegated authority. Then there is also in the workplace you're supposed to submit to their employer or uh, <clears throat> or submit to your board if you're the leader, you know. So so you need to submit to that authority. Uh, in uh, As you have read in Romans chapter 13, you need to submit to the governing authorities uh, in government. Yeah. That is uh, the legal authorities that have been set. There are many uh, 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 institutions that are called authorities. For example, like you'd find uh, in the U.S., you have something like uh, uh, internal revenue services. In a place like Kenya, you'd have Kenya Revenue Authority. You see, so these are dimensions of authority. 
uh, that you need to be submitted to uh, 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 in order to because it grants you it is, it's for purposes of accountability and it grants you legitimacy in terms of operation the authority in your in your profession if you're practicing a profession you need to be and uh, <coughs> to be submitted to the uh, the the by which is uh, it's by law you need to be submitted to that uh, context of authority so that uh, you are you are legitimized because the purpose of authority uh, is to give you protection you have heard of this word used most time is uh, is, is is for is for order accountability protection provision and a number of other things huh? so so uh, uh, if you are if you are if you are authentic huh, then you will be uh, if, if the authority is authentic like the one instituted by government huh, then uh, when you submit to it if you do anything uh, let's say it's an authority uh, uh, if something happens to you in another country then you will be the, your government will take responsibility for you because you are under the authority of that government you are you even maybe use that passport you didn't just uh, uh, to go into that place and you can go to the embassy to seek help because you are submitted to that authority the same way uh, same principle applies in other dimensions of authority uh, that a child even if a child does wrong the parent will uh, go and get the child and sort them and then go and sort out the issues in terms of discipline in within the boundaries of the, their authority but they will rescue the child from any context if, if that they mess themselves up because the child is an authority so spiritual authority also happens like that you are submitted to authority so it's for accountability so you hear that's why they speak about it in covering it's to legitimize to, to legitimize your operation uh, because ultimately all authority uh, legitimate authority ends up in God because there is inauthentic authority people just give themselves authority or people who are connected to uh, any dimension of illegitimacy yeah? <clears throat> so you need to be submitted to authority you need to be released uh, to, 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 to uh, perform an assignment within the context of authority not just on your own the third uh, dimension of environment for a uh, for a kingdom citizen, thinking of us as a, like a city, eh, is is a uh, <clears throat> is uh, for us to thrive is a uh, is a uh, uh, good company, good company. We have seen a bit of that in Psalms chapter one, verse uh, uh, the first verse, where uh, as I read earlier, it said. Uh, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. So this is bad company that he keeps away from. Then he says in verse 2, he says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. See, So there's one dimension of her keeping away from bad company, which also is a, is a reflected in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter, thir- chapter 15, verse 33. The scripture says this. It says, bad company. It says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. So there is bad company that one can uh, uh, get into. But it's not enough uh, to stay away from bad company. But staying away from bad company is like keeping a seed from weeds. Because weeds can destroy it. But you don't only need to stay away from bad company. The seed doesn't only need to stay away from, bad com- from weeds. It needs to stay uh, within the environment of nutrients and the soil and water and sunlight that will nourish it. So, so the scripture says in Proverbs chapter thirteen verse twenty, it says, uh, uh, "It says, uh, he who walks with the wise grows wise, 
but a companion of fools suffers harm. You see, it doesn't say the person is a fool. Some versions try to say that who the person is also a fool. Some versions of the Bible, but here it doesn't say so. It just says, uh, he who walks with the wise grows wiser, but a companion of fools suffers harm. So it means that uh, that uh, if you're a companion in a bad environment of people who are lack wisdom, you will suffer harm. But now it says that it says that when you walk with the wise, you will grow wise. So you need to be an environment around kingdom citizens, huh? an environment of other king, not just any kingdom citizens, but kingdom citizens who are living according to the word and uh, in obedience to God, and they are living with values. For example, if you are married, you shouldn't be hanging around people who don't value marriage and who are involved in uh, uh, extramarital affairs. Huh? Or if you are single, uh, 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 getting engaged in, in extramarital. Uh, 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 in premarital sex and people who uh, praise those kind of things and who and getting involved uh, uh, in in context of uh, other believers also engage in things that non-believers engage in in corruption, in drunkenness, uh, in immorality, and all sorts of things that are inconsistent with kingdom values and principles. So, so you should avoid uh, even uh, even believers who are, are engaged in that. Avoiding doesn't mean you hate them. It just means that they should not be your core circle of people who you 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 associate with uh, because they will influence you and they influence you in a subtle way and you should also not be uh, uh, keep the company of people who a regular company of people who think small when god is calling you to bigger things people are, are complacent when god is calling you to action because they will influence you so many people are imprisoned uh, by 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 people, by, by, by the kind of environment, they're, they're imprisoned figure. I'm using the words figuratively. They are imprisoned by a social context or in which they are friends or family members who are operating at a certain dimension that is low for them, too low for them, where there's low capacity and there's low fruitfulness. Instead of uh, connecting with people who are higher, people who are wiser, people who are doing bigger things, people who are able to stir up the 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 vision within them, eh? the vision that is within them, so that they can birth great things. So you need, good, we need the right, the right kind of company, the good company, yeah? uh, uh, that and 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 this will because uh, the people who are good company and the people who are doing big bigger things than you, they are going to act as catalysts. They're going to accelerate your progress because you don't only grow by knowledge and insight, we grow by inspiration also. As you're inspired, then you are you are challenged to move higher. Uh, yeah, so so seek God's direction and uh, and and uh, tap into the spirit's discernment uh, in order to to uh, to be able to, to be able to identify divine connections because there are people who are placed within proximity around you. You are, you are, if you are not able to discern the kind of what your pastor carries, you're not able to benefit from it. If you're not able to discern what your mentor carries, you're not able to benefit from it. If you're not able to discern even the people who shouldn't be around you, then you may stay with them when they are, they are looking. But if you are if, if you're sensitive to the spirit and if you ask for God's guidance, he will connect you strategically. To, he will give you strategic relational connections that will be destiny relationships or that will be relationships for a time that will accelerate you in a in a uh, uh, through levels, various levels in quick succession. The fourth uh, uh, dimension of environment uh, 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 that a seed should be in, as a, you as a person, as a seed, as kingdom citizen, as a seed, 
your life as a seed is is a community staying within the context of community god created us uh, for fellowship and connection not isolation so you should not be alone don't just stay alone you you cannot be be uh, for instance you see for example uh, in the book of genesis uh, uh, it's god himself who says genesis chapter 2 he says the one who says that it is not good for man to be alone i'll make for him a an a suitable helper you see another hel- a helper and that's when he created woman so uh, uh, marriage is god ordained it's one of the context of of a connection and it's the the most important relationship uh, outside the context of god because uh, it's pro- uh, for for various reasons there are quite a number of reasons uh, uh, a kingdom diplomacy report we discuss i think about seven uh, foundational principles from the bible on the purpose of marriage seven purposes of marriage so so and there could be more uh, according to depending on how you 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 uh, distinguish them so that's one one example if one connects with a good wife uh, the bible says that uh, in proverbs 18:22 that uh, he who is he who uh, 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 finds a wife, finds a good thing, and receives favor from the Lord. So it means that uh, when somebody connects, that connection is designed to attract favor. You see, supernatural favor, and it's not just any kind of wife, because a quarrelsome wife is likely to, to uh, the Bible says that it's better to live in the corner of a roof than to live with a quarrelsome wife. So, so, so it's not just any kind. So it matters the kind of company, the kind of community. So, so in a broader sense, beyond that. That that uh, 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 the issue of there's the issue of marriage and the broader sense is family, and then uh, uh, there's the kingdom family, the spiritual family in church that you have, the family uh, uh, community in a broader sense. So you are <coughs> you are designed. We are designed to stay around people. We are not designed to operate alone. Yeah, we are not designed to operate alone. This uh, because if you operate alone. Even if we think that you are good, we are not self-sufficient. So, no matter how spiritual you feel you are, or how knowledgeable you think you are, or how prayerful you think you are, how much uh, uh, you think your character is good, they, 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 you will even have blind spots that you cannot see that other people can see. Because like in the Johari window, there are four parts of self huh? uh, in psychology. Huh? One is the open self, which everyone knows, and the people around you know, and you know. There's a hidden self, which is a part that only you know about yourself. Then there's a blind self, which other people know about you that you can't see because you're blinded from it. And then there's a known self, which only God knows. So in the blind self, the other people are able to see what it is that that you don't see about yourself. That's why you need the environment of a community to be able to people. In addition to also... Uh, you're supposed to be in community to serve to serve others to use your gifts to serve others your gifts are not given for you you're supposed to be in community to express love to other people you express it in marriage and family and and uh, also express it to other people colleagues at work you express it uh, to your neighbors you express it to a broader dimension of life uh, whoever you minister to and you're supposed to serve for you can imagine for example if uh even in the context of this podcast, this podcast is being released within the context of community. Uh, I, I'm not just speaking. Imagine if I was just doing it for myself and listening to myself. It will be of no value, yeah, little value. So, so the scripture says this in, in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 to 12. It says, 
two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who falls and has no one to help him up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So as you can see, you can see the benefits there. That uh, somebody who's alone, if they fall down, no, no one can be able to help him. Uh, uh, if they lie down, he will not be able to be warm alone. No? Uh, and if he's alone, he will be overpowered. You see? But when there are two or three, they will be stronger. And they can, they can be able to, to counter any form of uh, opposition or harm uh, that is leveled against, it, against them. Uh. So you see, there is need for com community will help, will support you. Community will now nourish you, will supply other dimensions that you are, you are not uh, uh, used to. And if you speak about kingdom community, you see the scripture saying Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. Huh? Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. It says, let us uh, not give up meeting together. Some version says, let us not forsake the assembly of the brethren. It says, so it says, let us not... Uh, give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day of, pro of approaching so 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 that's why church is useful also you know because there is a blessing in community there is a refreshing you come and you are you able, you, 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 you encourage one another we encourage one another we serve one another we confess our sins to one another we sharpen one another in different dimensions, bear with one another's burdens. Huh? There's so much refreshing uh, within community and so much benefit in terms of uh, community uh, that helps you to thrive, that you can't thrive when you are alone. I like the way the scripture says in Psalms chapter 133, the way it says, uh, how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robes. It is as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life forevermore. So there's a special blessing that comes when you're in kingdom community, the community of brethren. He says that is where the Lord bestows his blessing forevermore. So uh, your connection to church your connection to the Bible studies you are part of, your connection to other believers. It's its necessary. There's a blessing in that. And it will help you to thrive as a kingdom citizens. One thing you need to know in terms of company and community is that uh, as you grow, especially your close associates uh, or partners, uh, as you grow, your relationships, uh, which will be friendships and uh, and uh, the community that you associate with, uh, the, the section of the community that you associate with regularly, tends to change. Because the previous uh, friendships, uh, previous relationships, uh, uh, cannot sustain the new dimension that you are entering into. Yeah? Because the way they think, the way they think, whether it's financial, whether it's professional, whether it's marital, uh, uh, or... Uh, spiritual growth you know there are dimensions that uh, or ministerial there are dimensions that if you rise to the people who are with you before cannot that relationship cannot sustain uh that level and this relationship will die a natural death or some of them you just have to make the decision to reduce connection otherwise they'll affect you negatively because they're by repetition they influence your 
by repeated exposure to them, they inform your beliefs, they influence your beliefs because the summary of all the ways in which beliefs are formed is just the word repetition. Whether it's a continued uh, reception of knowledge and uh, that is not uh, uh, true, you know, or a continued ex- uh, uh, repeated, repeated of, uh, exposure and experiences and uh, role models that are not uh, good for you. That's the way uh, wrong beliefs are, are formed. Yeah, so uh, as we conclude the episode, I would like you to reflect on uh, on the same that I uh, uh, reflect on the question that what kind of environment have you exposed yourself to? What kind of environment have you exposed yourself? Are you grounded in God and in, planted in the kingdom? Are you submitted to authentic authority? Are you uh, 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 connected to good company and shunning bad company? Are you in the right kind of community, the kingdom community, or are you a loner? It doesn't matter even if you're an introvert, you need to be part of community. God designed us to connect. Uh, if you have been blessed by this episode, I would like you to uh, share the same uh, or, or, uh, with a friend, a colleague, a family member, or on your social media platform. And I'd also like you to uh, subscribe if you have not uh, done so. And so that you don't miss any episode in future, and uh, you can also share. The, you can also get back to us through the the podcast platform from which you are listening to. You can give us feedback from there. You can uh, uh, use the the social media profiles provided in the show notes and uh, and also the email address provided in the source, uh, in in the show notes. So all that details are provided in the show notes. Uh, I pray for you that. Uh, you will be connected to the right kind of, uh, uh, and you will be connected in the right kind of environment. You will be grounded in the right kind of environment that will facilitate you thriving uh, as a as a seed. Your life being a seed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.